It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz fall for their third straight at home, a stunner for the third straight night. The Utah Jazz down 20 at home against an opponent tonight. It's the very average Phoenix Suns that run the Jazz out of the building. It's all coming up on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by the store at 1600 South and 20th East, also located here at the Gateway, as the Jazz lose their third straight at home out of the break. And Ron, how stunned are you? I am so stunned, and, and I think I'm a little embarrassed. Um, I think the Jazz right now, uh, as you mentioned a little earlier, are broken. Uh, they got to fix some things. Uh, they have to get back to uh, doing things that will keep them in basketball games because all of a sudden here, uh, second half of play has, has been something that the Jazz have, have struggled with You know, from, from during this uh, three-game losing streak. So the Jazz fall tonight to the Suns, and the defense was – I'm actually not even entirely sure where to go here. As the defense was broken in the sense of all night – they weren't having a very good defensive night. And then it was even more broken when the Suns went small or, or when they stretched it out. My analysis, if, if, I'm, if I'm forced to have an answer, is that when the Houston Rockets without James Harden and Russell Westbrook came in here and went small, they wrote the script that everyone since has followed and we haven't been able to answer is that fair? It, it's totally fair. It's totally fair. Um, but my response to that is that the Jazz went to Houston after that, right? Yeah. And won in Houston with that same lineup. Yeah, had almost. a decent defensive game. Right. Um, so, so but, what, did, but really won it offensively. Right. So, um, but that's not going to carry the, and beat a lot of teams. I mean, they had a great night that night against the Houston Rockets. Uh, the Jazz are going to have to figure something out. I mean, I don't know if, we, if the Jazz need to start playing more zone. Uh, I'm sure Quinn will, will figure it out. You know, you have stretches where you, you're you struggling in certain areas, and, and hopefully that defensive they can figure it out. I like to see offensively they figure it out as well because I think their offense has definitely changed. So I'm going to keep the focus on defensively. You're gonna, okay. We'll go back to offensively at some okay. point. Mike D'Antoni made a comment the other night in the pregame coaches meeting. I mean, every now and then we get these amazing nuggets. Like if you go to those conferences and yeah. you pay attention, and, and Mike's pretty revealing. And Mike said, if Rudy Gobert is near the rim, we're doing something wrong. What does that mean, and what have teams done? That means that the way they structure their offense with Rudy on the floor and the, the position that they try to put Rudy in, that if he's at the rim, they've made some mistakes. They've made some mistakes that will keep Rudy at the rim. So their 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 theory and what they would want to do is to put Rudy uh, in pick and rolls to the point where he it, sometimes he has to switch, and and then you let your athletes do the rest of the work. So uh, that's exactly you know what we're saying. And then when you have a team like the Houston Rockets, where you have five athletic guys out there on the floor that can beat you off the dribble, uh, that can do a, a lot of wonderful things. That makes it awfully difficult uh, to win. The team has lacked a bounce. 
is that as simple as, well, they're not playing well and so they don't look like they have a bounce? Or do you think they've actually lost a bounce and that's why they're not playing well? Yeah, I think, man, for some reason, David, it's just collectively there's too much conversation going on out there on the floor. Like, they're, like, uh, they're making mistakes defensively. You notice how often these guys are talking to each other. Well, you're supposed to do this or I'm supposed to be there or, you know, that type of thing. And, and uh, offensively, there's some reads that probably wasn't made, but defensively, David, there's reads as well. And and when you're not making those reads and you have to playing against athletic players, you know, you're you're going to get beat. I mean, we're, we're seeing something now that we haven't seen all season long. And, and, you know, how to correct something like this, that's going to be a tough job here for Quinn. You just hate to be losing these games at home. So the offense by the end of the night was pretty distinctly average. Most of the night was pretty good, but what it – but it did fall apart in the middle there. And on the call, it was hard to do. I mean, I was literally saying on the air, another possession without a pass yeah. to and, try and to tell the story. And it it was frustrating to watch. What do you think's happened in that regard? And, and that's what we meant during the, during the course of the basketball game when we say they would create a mismatch and all of a sudden you got a, a, a one-on-one to the point where they're not letting the offense dictate or generate the type of shots that they want, and they're trying to do it themselves and, and individually. And, and that just doesn't work with this team. I don't think we have enough of those players to play that way. And when I say enough, I mean we don't have enough of those players to play that way. How vital is Joe Ingles? Terry Stotts always says that Joe Ingles is the key cog to this team, another coach kind of making an interesting comment. You kind of listen to it. So in the last 10 games, Joe is averaging six points. He's shooting 32% and 28% from three. Mm -hmm. Last five games, Joe's shooting six, scoring six points. came from Italy. Scoring uh, 29 points, uh, or shooting 29 and 19%. Tonight, two of seven. Um, How important is getting Joe Ingles going for this team? Well, okay, so getting Joe to the point where he's making different types of plays or getting the Jazz into doing... Uh, certain things out there on the floor, making key passes, the, the, the pick and roll with Rudy, getting the ball at the rim. Uh, Joe averages eight shots a game. He got seven tonight. So he's not straying away for how many shots a game he's getting. But when he gets those open looks, he got to make them. But it's the other part of the ball game that I think that Terry Stotts is, is talking about because Joe does uh, offensively, I'm, I'm talking about some of the, the things that other players don't do, uh, get Rudy to basketball ar- around the rim, uh, and, you know, he just, that, that guy out there on the floor that, that makes an impact, even though he's not scoring. The thing I've noticed offensively, Ron, is teams know our guys aren't passing. And that's the key. Yeah, that, that really would make a big difference on how you defense guys, and, and uh, especially when you get into a short clock. And now your defense change, or it should change, when, when, you, when you get an offensive player in a short clock, you know he doesn't have time to make that extra pass. So the defense gears up and, and you tighten up We're a little bringing bit. Bringing guys in from the wings, swiping Absolutely. at everything. Donovan's got to bring the ball in before yeah. he gets to the rim because there's too much traffic. Boyan's turning it over. That, that wing swipe, I mean, I mean, Rubio knew it today. He had seven steals. Yeah. Rubio's, uh, I think he's a, he's a really smart player, uh, and, and maybe he doesn't give it to you. Uh, every night, but he was ready tonight. He, he was totally ready. Uh, he played probably one of their better basketball games from what I understand that he's really been struggling in the last uh, few months anyway. He hasn't been consistent, I put it that way, in the, few, in the last few months. Not the way he started the season off uh, with, with the Phoenix Suns this year. 
Rubio was terrific. He had 22 points. He had six rebounds. He had 11 assists. He had seven steals. He was plus 31 in 32 minutes. Think we, about this real fast. So those 11 rebounds that he was able to get. Uh, 11 assists. 11, 11 assists, rather. Uh, and then those, those six rebounds. And I was trying to watch where he gets them at, you know, because he's the one that gets back in between the free throw line in the basket and, come, and tries to come up with those long rebounds that, that you can turn into fast breaks. Joshua McGrath says, if my mother told me I have anything nice to say to not say anything at all, he then left like four other messages. Um, Joshua says, it's hard to get excited about this team right now. It's actually worse than going to the dentist. Ooh. Robert says, hard to see them struggle. Can't win them all, though. Hope we turn it around. It's kind of the same thing. There aren't a lot of questions. There's just a lot of... We need Mike to be Mike, Don to be Don, Bogey to be Bogey, Joe to be Joe, and Rudy to be Rudy. And I would disagree. And I will end on this. That's what happened tonight. They Things went wrong. And Mike decided to be Mike and try to solve it. And Don decided to be Don and try to solve it. And Bogey tried to be Bogey and try to solve it. They actually need to be Utah Jazz team members to try to solve it. I see one on here and it says it's a little too late of the season to be figuring it out. That is totally not true. I mean, every ball game you're trying to figure something out. And, and because everything changes, I mean, there's so much film watch now that, that uh, it's so it, for the most part, you're just trying to figure it out all the time. Always making adjustments. So that's, that's, um, that's not a true statement there. All right. On that note. We'll see you guys later. Thanks very much for tuning in to Postcast. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.